there and welcome to Unleash Your Creative Magic. It's absolutely amazing to have you here. I'm your host Helen Pfeiffer, a published writer of 17 crime novels, both traditionally and indie published, and I'm here to talk to you about the magic of writing, unleashing your creativity and how to set yourself free from being stuck inside the writer's closet. I'd like to share my journey with you from that initial idea for a book to where I am now and all the very messy stuff in between the highs, the lows, and the fuck me, this is impossible moments. I hope that somewhere along the way, this podcast might be of some use to you. You might even find some inspiration lurking in here. So grab yourself a coffee and come and join me on the writer's couch as we dive right into living your best creative life. Hello, I'm Helen and this is Unleash Your Creative Magic. And I hope you're all having a great week. If you're in the UK, are you ready for the football final? I don't know whether I'm brave enough to watch it. The soundproofing worked a little bit better, I think. When I listened to the playback, there was playback. <laughs> playback! There was still a sneaky squawk or two, but it was definitely an improvement. It's funny, but I'd seriously never even noticed just how noisy the birds are around here until I started recording. And I suppose because I've lived here for so long that I've blocked them out. But guess what? I'm not oblivious to them now. They seem to follow me wherever I go and it is a little distracting to say the least. Last week I told you about my experiences of second book syndrome. But what about imposter syndrome? I forgot to mention that. And is it the same thing? I suppose it is. It's certainly a tough one to get your head around and a very real issue for lots of not just writers but people doing all sorts of jobs and careers, vocations... I've talked about my job and I only applied for it to help me to make my writing as realistic as it can be and no one was more surprised than I was when I got offered it and for years I used to walk through the huge wooden gates into the backyard of the police station and let myself in, go to get my radio from the locker room and every single shift as I walked through those doors I just used to smile to myself and wonder how the hell I ended up doing this job. Years before, I used to think I'd love to be a copper, but after all the kids, I knew it would be impossible to work full night shifts or even pass a fitness test. Yet here I was doing the next best thing, without the night shifts and walking around wearing a uniform. I did have to do a fitness test, the bleep test, which was awful, and a rowing push-pull thing that nearly killed me, and God knows how I passed, but I did... And I guess the couple of months at the gym on the rowing machine and the fast walking around the streets of Barrow at five in the morning paid off in the end. It was quite a hard thing to accept. And I reckon that it took me around nine years before I realised it was actually me doing this job. And I I also realised I'd worked really hard to get it. Writing has been a very similar thing. I played it down for years and I hated talking about it, feeling embarrassed. I didn't even tell anyone I wrote until my first book was coming out and I have no idea why the thought of telling people was so painful or actually I I think I was worried about it failing or not being interesting enough that people would buy it and then read it. I was just too scared of what everyone would think of me and I thought they'd say who does she think she is or they'd laugh at me when it didn't sell any copies. I'm going to let you into a little secret now I haven't told anybody yet. But I've just got some lovely news from my editor, Emily, to say that since I've been with Booker Chua in 2017, I've sold 300,000 books. 
which is not too shabby if I do say so myself. I'm waiting on the figures to come back from HarperCollins and see how many copies my series of books they publish have sold to date, so I can tot it all up. My big dream is to sell a million copies and I'm hoping that I'm almost halfway there. That really would be something. The publishers told me that my very first book, The Ghost House, was a digital first edition, which meant it would be an e-book, with a very, very low chance of ever being released in paperback. But I was happy to take that, because back in 2012-13, e-books were really starting to take off, and I figured if I turned this marvellous opportunity down, I may never get another. I secretly dreamed and I always believed that this book would become a paperback. I just kind of knew it deep down in my soul. And proof that manifesting your dreams is all about having the belief in yourself and your abilities if ever there was. So the e-book was published on October the 2nd, 2013. And the paperback was published in WH Smith on May the 7th in 2014. In that short space of time I'd managed to sell the 20,000 copies required for them to bring it out in paperback. Which was nothing short of a miracle. There are so many stories of people believing wholeheartedly they could be pop stars, actors, authors, dancers, chefs and doctors, astronauts, so many jobs who never ever gave up. The list is endless and their stories of perseverance are so inspirational and often very humble. They can make you believe that your goals are within reach. How many times have you given up on something because it's too hard? I do almost every day. I wish I could put the same amount of effort into eating healthy as I do my writing. And I guess giving in is relatively easy compared to sticking it out and getting the end results. I have these two voices in my head. One of them tells me to behave myself and eat healthy. And the other is such a bad influence. And she's always whispering that I can eat what I want and the other voice should stop interfering. I'm a Gemini so it sort of makes sense. Thank God the voice of reason wins though with the writing, otherwise I'd have a drawer full of half-finished manuscripts. Someone told me that whenever the temptation to give up is at its strongest and that when you feel like there's absolutely no point in carrying on is when you're on the cusp of the biggest breakthrough and about to succeed. And he is a perfect example for all of you. Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen the co-authors of Chicken Soup for Your Soul book, was rejected by 130 publishers. And after 100 submissions, they were dropped by their agent as well. Talk about persevering. When they did finally get picked up by a small publishers in Florida, their lives changed beyond recognition. And there are now around 250 Chicken Soup for the Soul books. And they've sold over 500 million books worldwide. If that doesn't inspire you to keep going, then nothing will. Can you imagine if they'd stopped submitting their work at the 130th rejection slip they received? I also wonder if they suffered with imposter syndrome at any point, or whether they knew that their book was brilliant and deserved great success. At one point after my first series of books came out with Bookature, Dark House, Dying Breath and Last Light, the sales weren't that wonderful and I began to compare myself with two of the loveliest, most successful authors I have the pleasure to know, who were also published by Bookature. Should I tell you who they are or keep you in suspense? <laughs> I like to be honest and open with you about my journey. Both the lovely Angela Marsons and Rob Brinsder, um, I can never quite get that, I'm sorry Rob if you ever listen, 
were literally selling bucket loads of books by the hour, which was fabulous for them and I was so proud of their successes. But it also made me feel, I wouldn't say jealous because I was really happy for them. What I felt was that I just wasn't good enough. And should I even be writing books for the same publisher? Because I clearly wasn't in their league. I went through a bit of a stage where I felt so down about my own sales. I started to feel as if I wanted to give it all up. I could never compare to these two fabulous writers and the imposter syndrome set in. I was telling myself who did I think I was on a regular basis. You know the score and it was absolutely awful. Now when I look back and read the messages from readers I think these books were actually pretty good. In fact you wouldn't believe how hard I worked on them because I really wanted them to be the ones that took off and sold me a million copies. It didn't mean because they didn't sell a gazillion copies that they were rubbish, though, or that I wasn't a fully-fledged published author, because I most certainly was. And it took me some time to stop comparing my journey with that of other writers. Eleanor Roosevelt said that comparison is a thief of all joy, and boy is she right. What we need to remember is that this is our journey, and there literally is no point even trying to compare yourself to anyone else's. The most important thing you can do is to keep believing in yourself. My lovely friend Sharon Booth, who writes the most amazing uplifting women's fiction, was recently in writing magazine talking about comparisonitis and some of her advice is to stay off social media when you're feeling particularly low or vulnerable and to try to focus on your own journey. Look back at what you've achieved in the past year, five or ten, and see how far you've come, how much you've written and learned. Sharon said that as long as you're moving forward in some way, then you're winning. And this is perfectly true. I'll post the links to Sharon's wonderful books in the show notes. Write yourself a little post-it note and stick it where you can see it when you're typing. You could write things like, I am so grateful my stories are published and my readers enjoy them. I am so thankful for my creativity. I am so blessed that this is my best book ever. I use them all the time. I think we get so busy sometimes a little reminder of why you're doing this can only be a good thing. So what can you do if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed and wondering if you'll ever finish this book, find an agent, find a publisher or see your book out in the world and have readers tell you that they loved your story? Well, my top tip is the same as Sharon's. Step away from social media and have a break, especially on Instagram or Facebook where everyone is living their best lives for all the likes. Social media is a fantastic tool, but it can lead to overwhelm and basically make you feel like shit if you're having a rubbish time with your plot and it's not coming together. Or your sales are pants and another writer you follow has just taken a delivery of champagne from their publisher to celebrate their mega sales. You can unfollow anyone who you find yourself comparing yourself to and I mean this in the nicest way. That writer who just posted a picture of the glass of champagne isn't doing it to brag and make you feel shitty. They're rightly proud of their achievements and so they should be. And we all need to support each other the best way we can because writing, as you know, is a tough gig. I've learned that through being the one feeling as if I'm not deserving of that kind of success. But I really love seeing other people reach those dizzy heights that are on my vision board because it's a reminder that if they can do it, then so can I and you. All we have to do is to keep on writing and believing in ourselves. Now, I'm guilty of the odd post on Instagram celebrating any successes, but it's taken me a long time to realise that I am in fact an author whose stories are just as good as anyone else's, and so are you. 
We spend far too much time playing down our hard work when we should be celebrating it. So if you do have any social media accounts, which by the way, you really should to get your work out there and noticed, then take a picture of those two fabulous words, the end and post it. It's a huge, huge achievement finishing a story, whether it's a full-blown novel or a short story. Be proud. It's not showing off, it's acknowledging your hard work. And it doesn't matter if you sold 10 copies or a 1,000. Be very proud of every single sale and let people know and don't be afraid to post it if you've had a bad day, week or month with your work in progress. I'll quite often post how I'm struggling to reach my word count or my deadline is approaching far too fast for me to type enough and keep up with it. Some days I've put pictures of me on Instagram looking like a cavewoman because I'm so tired and stressed. I've spent the day wearing a hat inside the house hiding my hair and trying to get the words down. I've said it before, maybe not on here, but definitely to my lovely group of writing friends, that there is no rhyme or reason why some books take off and sell millions, and some that are equally as fabulous don't. The main thing is we are doing what we love, and how amazing is that? So don't let comparisonitis steal away the joy. We're doing this because it's what we enjoy doing. So that's it for me this week. It's just a short one. But whatever you're doing, have a fabulous week. And most of all, keep writing. If you'd like to check out my credentials to see if I know what I'm talking about, then head over to my Amazon page. And if you'd like to join a community of like-minded creatives, then head over to the Unleash Your Creative Magic Facebook group. I'll paste the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I honestly can't wait to speak to you in the next episode where I'll dive into the process of how I wrote my first book. Until next time, take care.